Amen. Sanaya, 
and you know Shango and Yamaya, you know Caleb and Kelsey, but you had met, some of you had not met Leah. Yeah, she was in California. Now you know Leah. February, as, as Adrian, as your dad stated, is just a special month for us anyway. Yes, it is. Because of your birth during that month. And it's a special time for many of us because we think of February as that love month. Amen. Okay. Amen. You know, Amen. I know the love doctor sitting up here. But <laughs> <up here. laughs> so we think about that time when we just oh. come together and love one another. And it so happens that we love ourselves as a people. Yeah. We celebrate Black History Month and honor those who have gone on before us. I almost don't even have to preach this message because I'm telling you, everybody has said something that has been lifted from the message today. Amen. But since I have been given the assignment, I shall go forth. Okay. And you know, when you think about that, that, the love, we always associated it with good music and good times, at least from our youth. Yeah. It wasn't always singing, you know, um, spiritual hymns amen. and anthems. Oh, wait a minute, I don't even know amen. Amen. Y'all know. Amen. <laughs> it wasn't like that before, you know. All of us, we, we had a little time when we said, you know, that Motown song, that, that, that Philly song, you know, that one that came from Memphis, those songs always, always told some type of a story. Yes, And looking back, we didn't appreciate the revolutionary thought that went into, uh, the wisdom that went into some of those songs, the prophetic inquiry that went into some of those songs. Whoa! Mercy, mercy me. Oh, things ain't what it used to be. No. Where did all the blue skies go? You know, we just, wait a minute. Yeah, we sing those songs. And some of those songs helped us to appreciate the sweetness of a good relationship. Amen. Ain't no love, ain't no love like my baby's like baby love. It's like a burning fire. Oh, shut up in my, oh, shut up in my bones. Okay, and everything else, you know, we're doing a little bit deeper, didn't we? We got one a little bit deeper. Woo! I've got sunshine on a cloudy day. Though I was 
was not a young youngster, I do remember this song. And I was saved at the time, but I just sang along like everybody else. What's love got to do? Got to do with it? What's love but a secondhand emotion? Wait a minute. You know that's not theologically correct. Everybody know that, right? Love is so much more than a secondhand emotion. Amen. That's right. And some of those songs, let's just say it like it is, were truly what? Dysfunctional. Amen. Amen. Just outright dysfunctional. If loving you is wrong, I don't want to do right. Now you know that song is just bad. You know it. But everybody in here knows the song, don't you? Okay, everybody knows the song. Um, your friends tell you there's no future in loving a married man. But I don't care. I just want, what? 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 Did you say? You know what? <laughs> Amen. Amen. If I can't see you when I want to, I'll see you when I can. I'll see you when I can. If loving you was wrong, I don't want to be right. Amen. Amen. Well, but there was a national anthem Come on for now. all the dysfunctional songs. Come on now. The national anthem. Everybody in here knows it. Me and <laughs> Mrs. Mrs. Jones, Mrs. Jones, Mrs. Jones, we got a thing going on. Oh, I thought I was the only one who knew that song. <laughs> okay, we all kind of dipped and dabbed and everything. But when it comes to love, Come on. We gotta go someplace where we can really get the right definition. Yes. Where we can really plug in yes. and understand what love is all about. Yes. Those songs help us on our path to understanding love. Yes. And helped us to understand who we are. Amen. But there were also songs of inspiration. Oh yeah. And one that we still sing to this day. We went to the uh National Museum of African American History yesterday. Wow. And it made me think about this song. We shall overcome. We shall overcome. We Songs that can touch our hearts, yes. 
and help us to remember what God has done in our lives and gives us the strength to take another step and go on a little bit further. We are an overcoming people and we thank God for his overcoming power. Amen. Would you stand to your feet, please, and join me as we turn to the book of Ruth. I know you all saying, but she's going to preach something here. I'm getting it. I'm getting it. preaching. Amen. 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 And let's go to the book of Ruth. You know, I love this book. It's hard for me to stay out of it. So I'm going back and traveling through it again. Would you go to the first chapter of Ruth? And we will look at just a few verses. Many of you know the story of Ruth. And I shall build um, as the Holy Spirit directs a message upon what happened to this young person who had an overcoming spirit and the power to follow after the Lord. I'll read the verses because we probably all have different you know, renditions of this scripture, but I'll read it. Follow along, if you will. What, what book in text? What, what book in text? It's a, I mean chapter. I'm verse. sorry, chapter one. Okay, and we'll read verses one, two, three, and then I will drop down to 16 and 17. If you have to say amen. Amen. Now it came to pass. I was like that statement. Something's coming. It ain't staying long. And it's getting on out the way. Now it came to pass in the days when judges ruled that there was a famine in the land. Mm -hmm. And a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to sojourn in the country of Moab, he and his wife and two sons. And the name of the man was Elimelech, the name of his wife, Naomi, and the name of his two sons, Malon and Chilion, Aphoritus of Bethlehem, Judah. And they came into the country of Moab and continued there. And Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died. And Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died. And she was left and her two sons. I'm gonna read a uh, a couple of verses now. And they took them wives of the women of Moab. The name of the one was Orpah, and the name of the other, Ruth. And they dwelled there about 10 years. And Molon and Chilion died also, both of them. And the woman was left of her two sons. The woman was left of her two sons and her husband. Verse 16. Now we come to a place where Ruth is making a decision here. But this is a scripture that I think we all need to hang on to. And Ruth said, entreat me not to leave thee, or to return from following after thee. For where thou goest, I will go. And where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people, and thy God my God. Where thy diest, will I die, and there will I be buried. 
the Lord do so to me, and more also, if aught but death part thee and me. Our God and our Father, have, have your way in this place today. Lord, have Meet needs in this place, Father God. Heal hurts in this place today, Father God. A lot of hurt Heal hurts, Father God. Tear down strongholds. And Lord, please, Father, surround us and bless, bless us with your love, Lord. We need your love, Lord. There's healing in your love. There's anointing in your love. There's survival in your love. We need your love, Lord. We appeal to your presence to move in our hearts and our minds and in our souls. Bless everyone, Lord. Let every person leave here with a blessing. Bless everyone that they will be able to worship you and freely give themselves to you. And show our dear God yourself mighty and strong. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Won't you just, you know, greet someone as you go to your seat. Amen. Amen. And amen. amen. All right. Give them a little love now. Be in the love place. Amen. Okay, we're in the place of love. Show them a little love. Mm, thank you. Amen. Amen. God bless. God bless. Oh, praise God. Destiny at crossroads. Amen. Destiny. Destiny at the crossroads. At the crossroads. Amen. God has gone through great lengths to get the word to a place where the finite, that would be us, Amen. understand the infinite, that's God. Mm -hmm. One of the greatest stories ever told, the book of Ruth, from yes. the book of Ruth. Yeah. It is a story of a little romance, a little drama and suspense. It actually has something for everybody. Yes, it did. In the opening scenes, with a family which is living what I call a leave it to beaver life of existence. Now I know some of y'all too young and remember that program, but it contained a little family with the mama, her name was June, and the daddy, his name was Ward, and the two boys, Wally, and the beaver. Amen. And they were doing just fine. They had a good little life. As did Elimelech and Naomi and, and Bethlehem Judah. Just a sweet delight. This nothing was bothering them. They were just rolling on and having a good old time. But then came a famine. And God was displeased with the people in that area at that time. And he had encouraged them to do the right thing. Have you ever been in a place where God has spoken to you and say, I need you to do this. Yeah. Go this way. Amen. And you probably turned on your heels and decided, I'm oh going my God. this way. Yes, sir. 
I don't know if anybody has ever felt like that before, ever done that before. Been there. But here's one, I'm confessing. Because yeah. I don't need lightning to fall from the sky and thunder to roll to get my attention. I already know. I already know. Amen, amen. So then, Elimelech has this bright idea. It seemed good at the time. He says, what we need to do is pack up and leave Dodge. And the family said, what? Oh, okay, Daddy, that's what we'll do. So he packs up his family and puts them all in, you know, whatever they were cruising in that day. I'm sure it wasn't a Mustang, but you know what I mean. And they moved down the road 30 miles to a little place called Moab. Moab. book of Psalms, God describes that place. He calls it the wash pot. Moab. Mm. Mm. In our vernacular for today, we call it garbage heap. Yeah. Yep. Yep. There was a group of people that lived there that knew not the living God. That's right. They did not follow him. They were all into idolatry and lifting, lifting up false gods and praising false gods, etc., etc., etc. And the family settles. This family that came out of Bethlehem, Judah, the place of bread, bread and, and blessing. blessing. Yeah. They left bread and blessing Come on. Come on. to go to a wash pot, mm. a garbage heap. The mother Naomi and her two sons, after Elimelech died, continued to live there. The boys married Moabite women, and then the boys died. Mm. That's a sorrowful state to be in. Mm. Can you imagine? Mm. You left a place of bread and blessing. You go to a land that's not quite what God had in mind for you. And you lose your husband well, and your children. My God. Your two sons. And now left behind are three widows. Back in the biblical days, you know the plight of a widow was very difficult. Who was going to take care of them? Who was going to provide for them? And whatever way they could potentially provide for themselves, it wasn't going to be much. That's right. But in a land of wash pot, in a land of a garbage heap, even more challenging. Yes, sir. And then we have these two daughters, Ruth and Orpah. Mm -hmm. Church, sometimes when we can't figure out what's going on in our life, mm -hmm. you have been in a place of bread and blessing, a miracle uh, in the making. If you have patience, patience. just Wait. I like that. Come on. I like that. I like that. God is on the scene and he can make things change. Come on. That's good. That's good. And that's what we have to do. Rather than pick ourselves up and say, I got this. What do you got? My God. You have to ask yourself. Yeah. I'm leaving bread and blessing to go to a garbage heap. You just have to go through. And God has invited you into a call of destiny. Mm. 
Please hear what I'm saying. Did somebody tell you that that was going to be easy? No. <laughs> Let's be real. No. But the place of destiny is a place where you build up your patience. Be yes. patient. Yes. 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 Okay. He's exposed you to some problems. Why? Because it's those kind of situations that help you to grow up. That's right. That's right. People can be in bodies that are 60, 70, 80 years old and they're stuck where they were when they were 17. Come on. God wants us to what? Grow up My God. in the things of God. Hallelujah. He wanted you to know the power that's what's in you. He's already placed everything, everything that you need to be successful. Everything is already in you. It's already there. But you have to grow up so that you can begin to access the things that you that God has for you. He exposes you to pain. It's nothing wrong. Whoa, I hurt. He exposes you to pain so you can fight through the pain and get to the promise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Sometimes the only way that God can get your ear or teach you something is for you to get under that vice. That vice, that grip that he has on you. So that you can get to squeeze out what he wants you to accomplish. You don't even hear him. You're not even sensitive to the spirit of God. Until he puts something on you. That's you know, true. That's, that's true. Oh, that's too much. Oh, that's breaking me down. And all the time, God is trying to do something in you yes. that causes you to be his, to be committed to him. Yes. Yes. Call upon him yes. so that you can grow up. Grow up. Grow up. Yes. And face your destiny. Yes. Yes. That's real life. Worst words that anybody want to hear. When you go to the doctor, you do not want to hear the word cancer. Mm-hmm. Can I get an amen? Amen. 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 Nobody wants to hear that. Amen. No, right. Amen. And he said to himself, I'm all the same. You know, what is going on here? Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, he reminds you, you know, I love you. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Woo. Uh, oh, cancer? And you love me. Love me. Yeah. Cancer. On. And, and you love me. Okay. I'm going to take you at your word. Mm-hmm. But when I hear, heard those words mm-hmm. and I went through the diagnosis, well, the treatment is far worse than the diagnosis. Yeah. Right. By the time they finish working on you, you were like, oh, I'm leaving here. Thank you, Jesus. Prepare my space because yeah. I know I'm coming home. Yeah. But it's nothing to play with. Amen. But God gives you, if you will allow him to, Come on. he gives you a sense of comfort yes. and yes. peace. Yes. And knowing that you are falling into his love and all. Come on. Trust. Trust. Trust him. Trust. Trust him. Trust him. He will take you through. Yes, and if you allow him to, then you will hear these words. You shall live and not die. Because living comes in many different ways. 
It doesn't always mean that we get to stay down here and plod around on the ground. Amen. My God. My God. Amen. That living, that that fullness of life can be in the cradle of his arms. Well done, preacher. Well done. I'm learning you can't do anything significant for God. Yes. Yeah. Unless you are willing to go through something. Yeah, that's, right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yes. Nobody escapes it. Nobody. Whether it's Nobody. mental or physical or emotional, <laughs> nobody escapes it. Yeah. And God uses it in a miraculous way to get the best out of us so that we can become more, more, more like him. Yes. More, more, more like him. Yes. More and more and more like him. Yes. Amen. His teaching methods are awesome. Yes. Now the text written on your heart, we come here every week. Yes. We get the word, we read the word, we study the word, we have the word in us, we, we try our best to activate that word, and that word it, that's given to us is called logos. It's uh, unapplied, true, mm -hmm. raw principles, mm -hmm. uh, meager concepts, mm -hmm. things that we are learning as we go through that word. But there's something else on the other side that's called rhema. Yeah. Rhema yeah. is a tailored yeah. text. Yeah. Yeah. Something cut out just to you and your situation. Yeah. It's just that unique word that is given. Yeah. And it has such specificity, uh, specificity, I'm sorry, for the problems and the situations that you're going through. Yes. 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 You didn't know it, but you had a lot of that logos all up in your head, all in your mind. Okay. But you need to take the logos and now make it work for you. Yeah. That's the whole yeah. purpose of you getting the word. Right. That's the whole purpose of you saying the word and seeing the word. Yeah. So that you take the word and apply it to your life. Yeah. And apply it, help others to yeah. apply it to yeah. their lives. Yeah. So that they become stronger and what? Grow up. Grow up. Grow up. Grow up. Rain a word that comes from God yes. and the Holy Spirit that takes us through situations and it continues to build us. It's one thing to read about David. It's one thing to read about Moses. It's one thing to read about Daniel. It's one thing to read about Mary. It's one thing to read about Paul and, and, and Peter and, and Saul. And it's one thing to read about all of these people. But what have you gleaned from them? How are you using it in your life? How does it apply to you? situation better. Rhema, God is able to take that which you have read about and known about and apply it to your life so that you become the person that he ordained you to be. Thank you. Hallelujah. 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 I once heard somebody say that your life you know there are 66 books in the Bible, mm -hmm. but your life is the 67th book. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> your life is the 67th book. After you've gotten through all those others, people are going to look at you 
and read. Yes. That's right. Uh, That's your life. Oh yeah. It's an open book. Oh yeah. And they will read it and believe on him because when they look at the pages of your life, the 67th book, they will then know how they are to, they are to proceed in life. They can see God in you and know how they are supposed to go forward. Amen. So the stuff that's written in your book, okay, the ups, the downs, the failures, the valleys, the mountaintop peaks, the tears, the fears, the laughter, the changing in your life is one that can be read by others and encourages them to go and be that which God has called them to be. Yes. That book has a lot of what? Grace in it. Yes. That book has a lot of love in it. Yes. That 67th book has a lot of faith in it. Yes. That 67th book has a lot of joy in it. Yes. That book has yes. deliverance in it. Yes. That book has healing in it. And most of all, it has Jesus in it. Yes. Hallelujah. Because Jesus is right there in your book. Amen. Been, you've been invited to walk this path of destiny. And sometimes when we are looking for destiny, we only look at the things that we perceive as good. But the things that have happened in our lives that's not so good, mm-hmm. those are things that everybody can learn from, including you. Yes. It might look bad, mm-hmm. but it's what? It's good. So we just need to look at that. And I remember one time when our pastor was preaching, uh, 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 Pastor Riggs, and right in the middle, he was going. And right in the middle of it, he just stopped. And he looked at my husband and he said, Tom, he says, the way up is down. We gotta understand that we don't always just keep rising and rising and rising. But there are some times that we have found ourselves in difficult situations. Right. Places right. that have been low. Right. When right. we've been taken down, That's down, right. down yeah. to our knees, crying yeah. out unto God. That's but right. the way up, way up. is down. down. Yes. Amen. Yeah. Amen. God has a plan for you. Yes, he, he has a plan for your life. Yes, he He's not going to leave you. He's not going to forsake you. He's always there with you. Yes. And now we come to the place where Naomi decides to return to Bethlehem, Judah, the house of bread and blessing. And her daughters-in-law, they decided to go with her. Mm-hmm. Isn't that sweet? Yes. Yes. That's really sweet. Mm-hmm. Mom-in-law out there on the road, got to go 30 miles, trying to trudge on down the road. And these two young things said, we'll go with you. Mm-hmm. We'll go with you. We'll make a new life. We'll go with you. And these three widows are on the road to Bethlehem, Judah, the house of prayer. And while they are walking, Naomi is trying to encourage her daughters-in-law to remain in Moab. Because after all, that's where they came from, their family. Somebody they know there. They grew up there. They worshiped the idolatrous gods. They had a life there before they married these boys. And 
And after all, you know, maybe they, they need to be there. But the girl said, no, we need to be with you. Because after living with you, we found out a few things. Mm -hmm. That there is a one and only true God. Yes, yes. Not made by our hands. Mm -hmm. Not fashioned out of wood or stone. That's good. Not one that we can just put up on the shelf and when we think we might need him, go to the shelf and pull him down and bow before him and pray unto him. No, no. We need the one true God. Yeah, yes. And isn't it true that for all of us, at some point, maybe you've already reached this point, but at some point, we all reach this place called the crossroads. crossroads. That's right. Yeah. That's the place where we must make a decision. That's correct. It's on us to make the decision. Yes. We all have been there. We've all experienced it. Every Christian, I don't care if you're young or old or cold or you male or female or do you in a new season or you're not. Doesn't even matter. We've all been through the experience where we have been invited to come into the house of bread and blessing. Yeah. But you must choose. My God. Yes. Choose you this day who yes. you will serve. You got to choose. You can't get in there on what mama said. That's right. My mama prayed. My mama was on her knees all day and all night. My daddy did this and my daddy did that. Now I'm just walking through the door of my mama's prayers. Ain't so. It ain't happening. Everybody. That's right. No matter who you are, you have got to choose. That's right. And the word says, choose ye this day who you will serve. And when you get to the crossroads, you can do three things. One of three things. You can go backwards, you can go forward, mm -hmm. or you can just stand where you are. Uh -huh. Go backwards, uh -huh. go forward, or stand where you are. And the Lord said, I wish that you were what? Either hot That's or right. cold. Because yes. being lukewarm ain't cutting for me. I'm going to spit you right out of my mouth. Yeah. I'd rather that you decide one way or the other. You are at the crossroads of destiny, and you must make a decision. Yes. Oh, my God, my God, hallelujah. A good story always needs some good characters. Yes. And here we are. Portrait number one. Here we are, Orpha. You know, her name, her name means uh, double-minded. Mm. That's what I said. I was reading that, and I'm like, you know, that bird is good. <laughs> Means double-minded. With tears running down her face, she said, after she said, I'm going with you. But when she got to the crossroads, she changed her mind. She said, I can't do it. I thought I believed in your one and true God. I thought I believed, but I really didn't. We had a friend not that um, we were with not too long ago. I don't know, been a year or so. And we've been with this friend for many years, and he had been a part of many things that we've done, you know, for the cause of Christ. And I just remember distinctly, we had been out to dinner, and we were sitting in the car, and it was dark. It was so dark. It was so dark in the car. <laughs> And this young man said to us, you know, 
I just want to let you all know that I've decided that I'm going to be a Muslim. Mm. What? <laughs> I'm going to be a Muslim. Okay. How'd you come to that decision? What, what made you get there? You know, oh, they just treat you better. I just feel like I need to be a Muslim. I said, well, what are you going to do with Jesus? Mm, mm, come on, my God. Come on. And the words that came out of his mouth was, I never believed him. Mm. Wow. Mm. Jesus. That, yeah. ooh, that's, mm. Mm. You toss Jesus away? Your Savior? My Lord. The one who gave his life for you? Yes. The one who did everything possible for you, who got you even to this point. I knew you when you had nothing. And you're going to throw him away and say, I never believed in him. So here we are, Miss Orper. I don't think I can go through those hardships. Because after all, she was a Moabite. She had to leave her country and go back to the land of bread and blessings. Well, they didn't recognize idol worshipers. She didn't know how she was going to be received. But there is a God yes. who can open every door yes. that yes. you need open and make a way for you in ways that you don't even understand. Yes. But what you have to do is to step out and trust him. Come on. Believe in him. And and I read somewhere that you know you just gotta give him all. Oh, That's right. Give him all. Ninety-nine. And he can more. make it happen for you. Yes. yes. He can make it happen for you. And now she wants to go back and gather up her idols and her idols and, uh, that have been on the shelf and and then take those down and dust those off and get on her knees and pray to a God that she fashioned with her own hands. Yes. yes. How much of a God can that be? My goodness. Yes. Mm. My God. How much mm. of a God? No accountability. When you made him, mm. and you decide when you're gonna use him mm. at your own convenience. Now I think I might need God. I'll get him off the shelf and I'll sit him right here. Mm. My God. So Orpah decides to go back to a land that she knows is a what? Trashy. Trash, uh, trash. Uh, garbage. 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 Yeah. An ash pot. Yeah. She already knows. She learned that. Mm -hmm. And somebody once said Christians are like tea bags. Mm -hmm. Put them in hot water and see what comes out. Lord have mercy. My God. Sometimes that's oh, what we God. what happens to us. That's true. We get up on a little situation. What's the first thing we're, that's coming out of our mouths? How we're responding, how we acting, how we are we reacting. Mm -hmm. You know, are you allowing God to do what He needs to do in your life and bring the goodness and the sweetness of your life out? Well, she goes back to a far country. Let me just take this for a moment. You know, a far country doesn't have to be that far. That's right. That's right. Just far. It just needs to be far enough that you got what with God. Yeah. You can go, if there was a, a tavern next door to this church, you can walk yourself right on over there and sit on the ball, bar stool. And be in a far country. Uh-huh, you'd be in a far country. Yeah, you know, uh, sitting in a class, 
studying about things that don't pertain to the, the Lord. Uh, uh, sitting on a pew. That's Ooh, right. Don't go there, Pastor. That's Sit right. on a pew. That's right. And your heart has waxed cold. Yeah. You got, you know, you got your little uh, device in your hand, and you looking up, you know, Ronnie did whatever, and Jill went wherever. Right you up. know, you're not even thinking about God. Right. Your mind is on something else altogether. Oops, did I, did I say that? Oh, did I say that? You ain't thinking about God. You're in a far country. That's good. God needs to be your focus. Yes. Yes. He needs to be the one that gives you direction. Yes. And he needs to be the one that's right there next to you. Yes. And he's pulling you out of that far country. He's telling you, don't go there. Come on. That website that you keep going back to, God already told you, don't go there. Shut it down. Close it up. Walk away from some people that have been trying to disturb your spirit. when you get in a little trouble. You'll see who your friends are. Yeah, right. Get out of the far country yeah, that's it. That's it. and give your life to the Lord. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, kissed her sister-in-law, who waved goodbye, tears running down her cheek, and she went zippity-doo-dah back down the lane and back to her idolatrous life. Back to a place that God had tried to pull her out of. Back to the place where he had delivered her. And, and she's walking back in there. And then when she goes back, guess what? When you read the scripture, you don't hear about Oprah ever again. She walked off the pages of history. My God. She walked out of bread and blessing. And back into a lifestyle that is not what God had for her. So, portrait number two. I'm going to move it along. I'm going to move it along. Here's sweet Naomi, mm -hmm. which means her name means pleasant and sweet. Mm -hmm. And she has become a bitter, bitter, she did. bitter yes, she did. woman. Yes, she did. By the time she had returned to the land of bread and blessing, mm -hmm. as she returned, people were saying, is, is that Naomi? Oh my God, she looks bad. Yeah, what happened to her? She left here in riches and she's returning in rags? Oh, Naomi is looking awful. And what happened to you? What happened to her man? Did she have two sons? Now, what happened to them? And Naomi, you know, just looked like, you know, she was some kind of a stranger. Mm, yes. And even Naomi said, don't even call me Naomi. Don't even call me Miss Pleasant. Don't even look at me that way. Just call me Mara. Yeah. A bitter person. Oh, God. A bitter person. And the lessons that we learn from Naomi's life show us that even though you are saved, even though you have had an experience with the Lord and he loves you greatly, there are times in your life where you can get so upset about what's going on in your life that you forget to remind yourself that you're a daughter of a king, of the most high. Yes. Who is able yes. to take you places yes. that you could never dream of. Yeah. And that, that bitterness can get in. Everybody can go that. Yes. Go that way. But we all have to what? Get a grip. And remember whose we are. And who we are. Get a grip. It ain't over till God says. 
And he ain't said it was over. Amen. Amen. And though I looked through a dark a glass darkly, wow, 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 wow. Just slow down a little bit. Listen and hear what God is saying to you. Because everything is under control. You can't see the next step. You don't understand what God has for you. That's right. But if you trust him, say trust him. Trust him. If you trust him, say trust him. If you trust him, he will take you where he has planned for you to go. Trust him. All things, you know that word says all things are working together for good. For those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. He has a purpose for you. He doesn't give up on it. Yeah. You may have made many mistakes. I know I have. I've made many mistakes. Yes. Done things all kinds of wrong. My mother used to have the same, which I can't say from the pulpit. But anyway, it was all backwards. That's why I, I believe it like that. And I just couldn't get it together. But somehow, God just brought me out and helped me to see. Yeah. And you know, Christians, um, we're always sliding. We're trying to, you know, not do that. But sometimes we find ourselves sliding into bitterness. And we, 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 we got a new position on a job, and and or, or we're trying to get a new position, and somebody else got it. Why didn't get it? Mm-hmm. Why didn't I get it? Mm-hmm. I'm better than them. What happened here? Okay, and you've been. I've been here longer than anybody else. How come I didn't get the job? Okay, the pastor, the pastor, he did not visit me when I was sick. Okay, he went over there and saw Sister So-and-so and Brother So-and-so. Didn't even come my way. Visited all these other people, but didn't even come my way. And, 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 and you know what? I, I'm gifted. I can sing better than anybody. How come I'm not up there singing a solo? What's going on here? I got all kinds of talents and gifts and whatever. Ooh, don't get bitter, get better. Don't fall into the trap. That's a trap of the enemy. That's right. The trap is set for you. And if you're not careful, you fall right into it. Game is on because you allow the enemy to take you places. Your mind, your mind, your mind someplace. Where it should not be. That's good. Oh, yes. oh, oh yes. but you don't have to go there. Don't have to. Don't have to. Make a choice. Make a choice. Make a decision. Preach. You ain't God's deliverance. Yes, Lord. Yeah. He's. You got His service, and right there, and you know, as part of your destiny. Yeah. Don't turn back. Don't turn away from it. Stay where He has placed you. Yes. Yeah. You know, I see lots of people. I'm. I don't mean you know, but. You know, you running from church to church and this and that and the other. Get somewhere, sit yourself down and learn some work and be a service. Amen. We're not just supposed to come in here and sit down and take up. Whoop, that's me. Let it out. That's more in. Let that out and walk out the door. Come on, do something. God called you. Yeah. To be a part of that fellowship. Yes. Amen, amen. Oh, Lord, Lord, you better go on and sit down there. Okay, so here we go. Portrait number three. Here we are, Ruth. You know her name means beauty and personality. Can you not see that? She was just a sweet little thing. Yes, she was. 
Just as sweet as she could be. And standing at the crossroads, and she meant what she said. She said to her mother-in-law, entreat me not to leave me. Entreat me not to leave me. Nor from following after me. Because Ruth, I mean, because Naomi was trying to get him to stay there. She wasn't trying to take these girls because she knew it was going to be tough to go back. She said, but entreat me not to leave thee, you know, and return to following after thee. Because wherever thou goest, I will go. And wherever you grab, you lay your head down, that's where I'm going to lay my head down. And those people that you've been talking about that might not receive me and might not treat me right, okay, I've taken on those people too. Those people are your people, therefore, they are my people. Yeah. My God. Yeah, God. I make a pledge to you. Yeah. Yeah. I will follow you. Yeah. I will follow you. Yeah. Yeah. And I will go with you. Yeah. And I'll go with you all the way. All I'm not backing away. Yeah. I'm not backing up from nothing. I'm following you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to follow you. 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 Yeah. And though I might be an outcast, mm -hmm. I'm identifying with God's people. Mm -hmm. Though I might the fact make me name that I will be a widow mm -hmm. for the rest of my life. It does not matter. Yes, no. As long as I am in the will of God. My God. And I'm accepting whatever God throws my yeah. way. Yeah. So when we get to the crossroads, uh -huh. we have a decision to make. One decision. My God. One decision. Yeah can change the trajectory of your life. That's yes, right. Yes, One decision yes. can push you into the place of bread and blessing. One decision can make a difference in your life. Mm -hmm. And here we are with this young girl. No matter what the problem is, uh, uh, you know, a child is abortion? Mm -hmm. One decision. Right on. Okay. She loves me. I'm a woman, she's a woman. We love each other, what's the problem? One decision. Too much stress and pressure. I'm gonna take this one hit and I'm gonna feel better. One decision. I don't like what's going on in my school, it's a boring place to be. I'm gonna cut out one decision. One decision. I really like that gold black bracelet. I've been looking at it, I've been eyeing it, you know, and the lady at the couch, she ain't paying no attention. I'm just gonna take it and slide on into my pocket. One decision at the crossroads. And, and, and don't miss this. Ruth came to this point at the crossroads with some knowledge, some logos. She had some knowledge. Yeah. Now wait a minute. Let's pump our brakes a second. Where'd she get that? Because she never been to temple or church. She never read the scripture. Because, you know, women weren't allowed, but a heathen woman? Oh, no. 
and she never heard the rabbi or the preacher preach a sermon, how did she get that logos in her? You're doing a good job, preacher. Where, where did it come from? All right, come on. Where did it come from? And the challenge I want to say to you, for all of us, is the fact that she got it from Naomi. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. She watched her. She observed her. She listened to her. She got it from Naomi. And I, here's a challenge to you. I'm going to ask you this question. How many people watching you? How many people getting their logos from you? Yes, yes. How you talk? Yes. The sermon you preach? Yes. The way that you read the scripture. Yes. The way that you come to church. Yes. The way that you lift up Jesus. Yes. How many people are getting their life story about the love of a loving God from you? My God. Yeah. How many people are getting that? Because that's your job. Yes. God called you yes. to be a living epistle. Yes. And walking in such a way. Mm -hmm. When she was told what to do, she moved. Mm -hmm. 
because she heard the voice of God through her mother. Yes, our God. And then Naomi and Naomi continued to listen for God so that she could give that word of instruction. Yes. God lifted her. And let me tell you, every time you find yourself in a situation where you think there's no way out, listen yes. for the voice of God. My God. Because he's there. Yes, he is. And remember that he has put in you every single thing that you need. Every single thing that you need. To succeed in this life. But it comes when you submit yourself to Him. And now I just want to close out this before I take my seat. You can stand at the crossroads and you can be there from the pressures of life, or you can be better. And I think about, you know, when things come pressing in on you. This being Black History Month, I think about George Washington Carver, and he tells this story. He says, you know, when he was down there at uh, Tuskegee Institute, and he was walking across the campus, and as he was walking across the campus, he came to an intersection, a crossroad, a sidewalk, crossing one another. And he looked down on the, on the ground, and he saw this little rose, beautiful little thing. And he said, and he looked around and he said, what is there a bush? Where did this come from? So he scoops the little rose up and he says to the little rose, how did you get here? Where did you come from? And Rose said, well, I don't know. I just found myself at this crossroads. I, 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 I guess somebody must have knocked me off a bush or something. I just don't know how I got here. And Carver says, my, my, you smell so sweet. Mm. Mm. How did you get your sweetness? And the little girl says, I, I can tell you about that. Mm. He says, because as I was laying here on the ground, people just kept coming by and stepping on me mm. and crushing me mm. and bashing me down. And he said, I, I can tell you about that. And he said, every time somebody stepped on me and mashed me down, yeah. I gave up my sweetness. Yeah. I gave up my aroma. Yeah. I gave up the way that I smell. Yeah. And you know what? That's something that we need to tap into. Uh -huh. Every time somebody comes along and crushes us and pushes us yeah. down and tells us what we can't do and how we can't accomplish, give up your sweetness. Yes. Be sweet. Yes. Be that rose of Sharon. Jesus. When he was crushed and crucified, he gave up his sweetness Come on, that we might be able to live, to see another day, and to give up our sweetness. We have an opportunity to plant in others what God has planted in us. Give up your sweetness. Love somebody. Thank you. Yes. Just love somebody. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Amen. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
here who's thinking about just a few of the words that were said today. And maybe there's something that was said that inspires you to take that step towards Christ because we can't do it all. We, we, we don't have the strength or the knowledge of where we're going to do everything. There's so many people that have hurts and deeds and they are in that world and they don't even have a clue that there is someone who can help them. There's a place where we can go and be covered by the love of the Lord. And that place is with the Lord Jesus Christ. So the first thing that one needs to do is to first get under his protection. Yes. And we do that by coming and receiving him as our Lord and our Savior. Amen. You don't have to know the scripture. You don't have to know a whole lot. In fact, you probably don't know much of anything. That's right. But this one thing you know, that if you're going to make it, you need Jesus. Amen. You cannot make it without him. And when you find yourself being tossed and turned in life and, and going through and bitter and battered and whatever else you have to deal with, yeah. know that Jesus is always with you. Yeah. You are never alone. Uh, never alone. Never. 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 Amen. So if there's one who wants to come and give his or her life to Jesus, <laughs> yes. will you do that now? This is the time. Thank this is the place. If you want to come and give your life to the Lord, if there's someone who, who wants prayer, because prayer changes things. We invite the Spirit of the Lord into our lives, then that makes a difference for us. And if you have been saved, and you, yes. you just need a place where you can hunger down, get the Word, yes. learn about yes. more about the love of Jesus, and be encouraged to grow in Christ, and just be under His care.
to grow into a place with me that they can be accountable and responsible for raising a child for their growth. God, we thank you. Healing. Raise him up and bring him in so that his life might be a reflection of your purpose and call for his life. God, we thank you. We thank you that healing is for all God, I thank you for what you're doing for me. You're here. I'm doing much better than the doctors. My hope is you're doing nothing better than Jesus Christ. We will come to you today. We lift our eyes. We lift our hearts. We give you all glory, all honor, and all praise. You're doing it. And we're waiting for you to come. You're
job.
I'm passing over there. She told me she didn't want to have anything to say. So I'm embarrassing her now. <laughs> Where are you? Where are you? Hi. Hi,
growing, achieving, and keep going. Amen. So we, we bless God for you. Amen. 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 some personal family time, y'all, because we are family. Amen. 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 Love you guys. Yes, Lord. Love you, River of Life. Again, wonderful John Mender. Johnny on the spot. Amen. Linda says she was. And I encourage everybody in here. You never know when we might have to call on you. Amen. Be ready. Amen. You might not get to call until Sunday morning. Because that's what happened for Linda this morning. Amen. You know, I saw her say, Linda, you carry the service today. Amen. 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 Great job. Great job. Amen. Amen. Who's going to do our stewardship teaching next week? Should I draft somebody or somebody want to volunteer? Okay. Amen. All right. Well, we got a quick volunteer the week after. I'm looking for a volunteer. Okay. All right. Well, I'll start drafting. Amen. Amen. All right. Let's get ready to. My, my wife is a traffic cop. <laughs> she gives me sick. Hey, everybody's grateful. Come on. Amen. You're right. Right. You're all in the clock. Amen. But if she pulls out the clock, I'll be just like that. I, I, I promise you, I'll go another 45 minutes. If she oh, pulls. boy.
And forgive me, I got a little allergy going on. Yeah. Really? 